The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey, everybody, it is that time again. Thank you for being with me here on Afternoons with Mike, coming to you each day. But, uh, you know, this day, I'm actually physically not in our studios of The Shepherd in Orlando as normal. I'm up in our studios in Gainesville. We're up here for a couple of different reasons. I'm going to be able to talk with a a local pastor up here, and I'm excited about that. Uh, And also, I've got a guest on the phone with uh, an Orlando address. Brian Mumbert works with Art Alley at the Timothy Plan, the Timothy Partners, and Art has been a part of my program numerous times. Love that guy. Love the Timothy Plan and their involvement in helping people all over the world, really. And Brian is here today. We're going to be chatting up what uh, his story is. And uh, coming up in our next segment, we're also going to be talking about something that you've heard without a doubt a whole lot about. And that is this whole new thing in Florida. It's come on this year quite strongly. It's Florida betting, online betting. You may have seen it in a couple of different venues or a couple of different ways expressed, but it's a big issue. And I might add a big problem, I I believe, for the state of Florida and for our whole uh, kind of moral base uh, in, in the state of Florida. There's a lot to talk about there, but Brian Mumbert, it is great to have you along with us. Well, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Well, this is a joy to get to talk to another person from the Timothy Plan. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I understand you're a native Orlandoan. I, that is a rare bird. I am 45 <laughs> years old and have lived my entire life in the Orlando, Florida vicinity. A couple of suburbs here and there, but I never left. I just, uh, I always liked it here. My parents moved here before I was born from New Jersey. My dad took a job at Lockheed Martin, and the rest is history. So now, where did you go to college? I know you would have attended someplace. Were you a UCF guy? You got it, right here at UCF. My parents let me stay at home and and not take on massive amounts of uh, student loan debt, and I am forever grateful for that. Yeah, well, of course, it would have been uh, forgiven by the current president, right? I mean, that's that, that seems to be the current plan. <laughs> Possibly so. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I am so glad you did the same that my kids did. We were in Gainesville. Speaking of being in Gainesville, I lived here for 17 years, and three of my four kids went to UF, and they all graduated debt-free. Now, that is because of, A, their hard work and gaining scholarships, B, the fact that they chose to live at home and not uh, have the the burden that you ju- just mentioned about uh, student loans uh, and the debt that they come. I heard a program of uh, the Dave Ramsey Show. You'll love this one. Uh, a husband and wife who are both veterinarians, they graduated, each one of them, with $180,000 of debt from college, 
But then with, uh, you know, with interest, before they could ever get this thing situated, each one of them had over 400, I mean, over 200 each. It was over $400,000 of student loans. Can you imagine that? I don't even know how you get out from under that. That's, that's like taking on an additional house. Well, it certainly is, and you know, uh, they fortunately both make a good income. But even with that, people who make a, a healthy income often never take care of a four hundred thousand dollar debt. I mean, it's it's pushed, it's refinanced. I heard one person that went to a college years ago that told me that the people who were advising them while she was in college actually were giving them ideas as to how to always avoid repaying that debt. And that is just such an amazing thought. But I want you to know that couple, they buckled down and they were able to get out of $400,000 of debt in five years. And they did it. That is remarkable. Yeah. And that's why the whole Dave Ramsey plan works, Brian. It, it's great. But you were able to do the same thing my kids did. You stayed at home with your parents, went to a great college, UCF. My goodness, that's one of the biggest schools in the country, if not the biggest enrollment-wise. It, it, it is the second biggest school in the, the country. The second yes. one, okay. Yeah, I knew it was up when, there. When I attended, when I attended UCF, there were it was two thousand around early late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, there were about 37,000 students there. Now there's, I believe, more than 70,000. Oh, it, that it, is... It basically almost doubled in size. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, that obviously is uh, a, quite a bit bigger than UF as well. So, yes. I mean, yes, so you, you, do you know what the number one school uh, size of students would be? The last I looked at, I'm trying to remember if it was the University of Arizona. I don't remember now. Mm-hmm. But number two is Might pretty be Texas great. A&M. Yeah. Okay. Number two is pretty good, and that's just awesome. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, how was it? Were your parents always believers? Yes, I was privileged, uh, very privileged, to grow up in a Christian household. Uh, my parents had me in church before I was even born, and, and there you and, go. Uh, you know, I yeah they 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 instilled in myself and my two brothers. Um, that you know, they were certain that they were going to give us every opportunity to come to know the Lord through their guidance and through the churches that we attended on a regular basis. My father uh, worked as Lockheed Martin. My mother was a stay-at-home mom, and they paid for three of us to go through private education, private Christian education. Mm-hmm. Um, through all the way through elementary school, and then we did public school in uh, middle school and high school. But uh, without my parents' guidance, I don't know where I'd be. Um, you know, it, it it instilled such value in me to see my father working and my mother at home, and them living out the Christian lifestyle and showing me what that was supposed to look like. Oh yeah, you know, we live in a day and age where what you experienced is becoming more and more rare. I mean, it's awful, isn't it, to even have to say that, that a lot of kids are are not growing up under the auspices of uh, Christian parents, but oftentimes they're growing up in a divided home where there's not even a dad present oftentimes. 
to do what your I dad did. I can't tell you the amount of the amount of friends that I had that uh, had divorced parents in my youth group. It yeah. was shocking to me. And yeah. then I later realized that I might be the minority, the one that had the parents that were together. Oh, I think you are and were. And I think it's increasingly that way today. And just thank God, though. Thank God for families that have stayed together and have uh, trained up their kids the way your mom and dad did. And, boy, it's it's got to be exhilarating for them to see the fruit from your life because of the fact that you're doing what you're doing today. I know that just brings not only God great honor, but I know it's got to be a blessing to your parents. Absolutely. My goodness. So how is it that you decided to go the route that you went that brought you to where you are today with the Timothy plan? It's a bit of an interesting story, I will tell you. Um, This is something that God had his hand on the entire time, Mike. It was, uh, I was attending church with my parents and uh, Art Alley, who is, of course, the president of Timothy Plan that you've had on the program many times, was a member of my church. And this is not a big church. Mm-hmm. We're talking about 100, 100 members, Southern Baptist Church in, in Winter Springs, Florida. And Art stood up uh, one Sunday and said, if any Christian men or women are looking for a job and want to work in a job that is also a ministry and serves Christians, come talk to him. And I knew that Art ran a mutual fund company. Uh, I knew it was Timothy Plan, and I had no experience in this. My college degree was in human resources, and I took a finance class to get there, and that was about my experience. And I worked in retail management. I managed a Burlington Coat factory and then managed a Target in the area. And, And so I didn't have any experience, and I thought, this can't be me. And so I let almost an entire year go by. And then I came back to him and I said, are you still looking for somebody? And he said, well, come visit our office. So I came down to the Winter Park office that we used to have, and he talked to me. And I I know Art, he wanted to get a sense of my heart. He didn't really care about my education um, or what I knew about the business. He cared about, was I a Christian? Was I for real? And did I really want to do this? (laughs) And once he got all that together, um, he made me an offer. And, and I started a Timothy plan yeah. and I, I could keep going. Mike, I mean, Timothy plan changed my life. I was a single man. I was thinking I might never find the Christian wife I was looking for. My church was very small and, and, and I just wasn't running into anything that was going to be, uh, you know, any, any girl that was near my age or I could marry. And, and I met Art's daughter, Cheryl here while working and ultimately ended up marrying her. So I am now oh, I am now Art's son-in-law. <laughs> now, I have to tell you, Brian, I missed that one along the way of, uh, of being told about you. Yeah, you're in yeah. the family. So that, that would have changed a lot of my earlier questions to you. <laughs> my goodness, that's, uh, that well, is awesome. So I say Timothy Plan literally changed my life. Literally. It, 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 I got a family. <laughs> I now have a, a son, Art's grandson. He's oh. 14. Uh, his name's Noah. He's he's great kid. Um, you know, and, and Art, through one simple question at church, changed my entire life. 
Oh, my goodness. Now, I have to ask, because I think I'm right in this, your son, Noah, is the one that played and sang at Art's wife's funeral, right? That is absolutely correct. I was there. for both uh, Bonnie's funeral and for Steve's funeral as well. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Now, I was not at Steve's funeral, but my wife and I knew Art and Bonnie, and we've been to their home before for that famous July 4th, party that they always put on and it, oh what a, what a great lady she was and your son just killed it that day I mean he really did a great job with that song and you think about how difficult it must be for a young man to sing at his at the funeral of his own grandmother that had to be something amazing I'll tell you Mike it was um it was one of the harder things he's done with Steve's funeral a couple of years earlier, he had his his voice hadn't changed, but during Bonnie's funeral, his voice had literally dropped an octave in like a week, <laughs> uh, and and he was struggling. He's like, I'm going to crack notes. I can't do this. I don't know. And and he was able to go up there and do it. It was oh, amazing. It was great. It was an awesome job. Well, I know you're proud of him, and you should be, and that's just wonderful. Yep, Timothy Plan changed your life. What is your role there at that great company? I started out as an internal wholesaler, which is a fancy way of saying I talk to financial advisors and tell them what makes Timothy Plan so great so that they can talk to their clients. As you can probably imagine, um, these advisors have access to thousands of investment products, mutual funds, ETFs. It's hard for them to get past the really big names like you, you hear all the time, like Fidelity. And so once they find out about something like Timothy Plan, they get pretty excited because uh, it's something so different. And it's something that they can relate to them, especially if they're a Christian and they have a lot of Christian clientele. And so um, ultimately that led me to where I am now, where I I lead this wholesaling team at Timothy Plan and, uh, you know, work my way up the company. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been a great experience. And and ultimately, as Art, um, you know, he continues to, to wind down, as he well deserves at Timothy Plan, um, I'll be taking more of a leadership role here, which is very exciting. Well, that's great. And, boy, you think about... Uh, answering a call that you did, you would have had no way of knowing just how deep into this uh, this family that you would become, and how deep into the company that the family owned would become. And here you are now, boy, with a leadership position in what is uh, just a great company. It's talked about regularly on the program that we have here in The Shepherd called Financial Issues with Shanna Bird. I mean, she refers to it. I've even heard Art on that program. Have you gone on that show yet? I have. And in fact, uh, Shanna and I go back to the very beginning of where she even found uh, Timothy Plan. We were doing an event in Texas, and I was tasked with help filling it. And uh, Shanna was one of the people that I ended up reaching out to, and she came to that event with a newborn child. She just had a child, and, um, and, and, and it turned her on to this type of investing, and then she met Dan Celia, and the rest is history. My goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is such a great story. And I'm learning all sorts of new things about you today, Brian. This is, this is, <laughs> this is pretty crazy that uh, I did not know some of these details. But, boy, that's pretty exciting. Uh, when I think about Timothy Plan and the entire 
uh, investment strategy that, that Art came up with. I've always enjoyed hearing Art tell it, and I'm sure that you know as well that there were a lot of people that Art knew in the professional line that he was in that thought he was crazy to start the Timothy plan. I'm sure you've do- uh, you, you've represented that as well, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, Art, it takes someone like Art to do this. I, I couldn't have done it myself. It, someone as audacious and as bold as Art is that that would follow God's calling. You know, I, I being his son-in-law, of course, I know some of his past, but even me before I was around, you know, Art constantly has stories of listening to God's calling when he ran uh, ran for office here in Florida, um, even though he didn't make it, um, and and seeing how because he didn't make it, he ended up at starting Timothy Plan at one point. You know, it's like God's God's design and everything that Art did, and God's and, and Art's willingness to listen to God's calling every step of the mm-hmm. way. Yeah, it's just great to be able to have a guy like Art. You use the word audacious, and he is that strong, bold leader that. Uh, he's not afraid to go against the flow, right? No, he is not. <laughs> and and he has to stand up. And I know he did that in the very beginning. He had to stand strong then. But I, in this day and age, you talk about going against the flow. You guys are still having to fight that water that's uh, in the in the headwinds, in the head wave. You, you've, you're just going upstream all the time. It pretty much is an upstream swim, yes. And and art, you know, just being so stubborn isn't the right word, but, <laughs> but so so bold in what he does. You know, if you draw squishy lines, if you set out to do what we do and you say we're going to uh, remove companies that would be profiting from or promoting from things like abortion or pornography, but then you draw these squishy lines where you – where you say, well, this other this company's performing really great. Maybe we got to get them in there somehow. Maybe they're not that bad. You know, it's at what point do you lose your sense of of worth because you're you're not taking a stand? And and that's what I so much appreciated Art doing is yeah. we're going to draw the line and we're gonna we're gonna take a stand even if it means that we don't get this company that we'd really love to have in the portfolio. Well, a good thing about a leader, they're always leading people in the direction that they're going. And you guys are doing that. You're helping show the way for a lot of us to say, hey, that's the direction I want to go in my life. And Art is a guy who's doing that. And so are you. Brian Mumbert is my guest today. We'll be back with him talking about this most important issue that's really come on the Florida horizon in this last year. And that is the whole thing of online betting and the problems that that brings. We'll talk more about that in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. If you're a Christian business person and you want to meet people who want to do business with you, you need to join the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce. Why? Because the mission of the Christian Chamber is to build kingdom, business, and community. And it all starts with the Christian principle of building relationships. To learn more about the Christian Chamber and all the different ways you can get engaged with hundreds of other Central Florida Christian business people, visit cfchristianchamber.com or call for. Today's program is being recorded in our studios in Gainesville, and uh, yet I'm on the line with somebody right in my neck of the woods, normally down in Orlando. 
And only about a mile and a half, two miles away from where our Shepherd Studios are, that's where the Timothy plant is. And that is where, you know, I looked over your bio, and if it's there, I missed it in there that uh, you are the son-in-law to Aunt Allie. So that was uh, a bit of a revelation for me, man, when you were saying that. And I <laughs> here I've seen your family and didn't even realize it before. Uh, that's just awesome. Brian Mumbert is here today again, not only talking about the Timothy plan, but you guys fight, and I know that there's a whole list of things that I have right before me of the things that the Timothy plan stands against. And we're going to chiefly talk about one of those big ones, which is betting and gambling. But there's a list here, uh, and I'd love for you to come in and just talk about these things. First of all, Timothy plan, uh, the, the Timothy plan is a, a filtering investment plan, a strategy, where you guys are not supporting things that would uh, be against things like, for example, life. So you, anything abortion or research-related that would be about abortion, the Timothy plan does not involve itself with that particular organization or investment firm. Now, there are other things, stewardship, purity, longevity, family, sobriety, marriage, liberty. And those are all things. Out of that list, I mean, what do you find right now? Are If you had to say the top three problems that you see Americans have, what would it be today, Brian? Well, I can certainly tell you that the, the most troublesome screen or filter that we have definitely centers around the, the marriage or the unbiblical lifestyle screen that we have. And um, it doesn't take... Um, it doesn't take much to see that companies continually go out of their way, especially when we get into like the month of June and they want to celebrate, you know, the LGBT plus lifestyle month um, and how these companies will go about, you know, promoting this. And, and thus that is definitely the filter that, that generates a lot of attention. You saw companies like target in the news last year for this. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And yeah, it's um, it's definitely one that um, you know it really occupies a lot of people's time, um, but also uh, definitely the life you know the life screen, the abortion screen. That's the one that Timothy Plan really plants our flag on because it, it is there is no one more innocent than than an unborn child, mm-hmm. and and to to invest in any company that would profit from that or promote that, you know. Uh, would would corporately fund Planned Parenthood or groups like that? That would be uh, that w- it wouldn't be a Christian cause at all. I mean, that's I spend my time volunteering for pro life companies. I raise money for Choices Women's Clinic every year. Oh, um, here, great! Here in Orlando, I yeah, just had I'm, Vicky I, Matthews on just two days ago. Vicky's, Vicky's a good friend of mine. Um, I I am the captain of my church, um, Orlando Grace Church, and. And uh, every year we do fundraising in in the church and and through uh, and I help lead that cause. It's, I mean, there's there's no one out there in the Orlando area that's doing as much as Vicky to to really get in Planned Parenthood's face. <laughs> I agree, and she is just an amazing leader. It's been my privilege for the last couple of years to be a board member for Choices, so I get to serve uh, on that board. That's amazing. 
Yeah, and that whole organization is that, and we're anticipating, I'm sure you're aware, of uh, moving into Kissimmee with a new clinic that we have and own completely debt-free, and it's so exciting. That should open up in April, and uh, we're going to be serving now in three different locales in the Central Florida area, all, all the properties paid for debt-free that's and, the way to do it man it's just though it is so amazing that we're uh, in that position and vicky's leadership obviously just such a big part of that uh, my goodness it is it is uh, a great organization to get behind glad you're involved in that uh, the people over there uh, at orlando grace are involved in that as well thank you for that well absolutely mike and, and as it boils down to you know, investment is ownership. We learned this in economics class. I learned it in high school and, of course, in my college courses. If I invest in a company, I'm part owner of this company. And if that company happens to be manufacturing the morning after pill or funding Planned Parenthood, then I'm a part of that as well. And why in the world, as a Christian, would I invest knowingly in a company like that if I am so passionate, like myself, in, in trying to be part of Choices Women's Clinic and raising money for pro-life causes and then investing the money that I earn in companies that are doing the exact opposite. Yeah, that's, it is so true. And yet we, we live in a country right now where a lot of people that I think uh, really at, at heart of hearts, they are pro-life too. They think they are, but yet they are involved in stuff and they, they may support political candidates that stand for the very opposite thing. And they just uh, don't realize that perhaps a lot of their investments are doing the same thing as well. And that's where the Timothy plan really shines. Now, one of the things you've mentioned, two things uh, particular, family, uh, marriages, and, of course, the abortion issue. This new thing that's come up, it's new. It's <laughs> betting and gambling is hardly new. But a form and an ability to do that in the state of Florida does have some new features to it that happened a couple of years ago. And that's when an agreement was struck with uh, one of the uh, in, uh, Native American Indian tribes, the Seminoles, I believe it was, uh, that that allowed there to be gambling. And, and I guess an allowance, if you will, was given from the legislature for this that has expanded beyond the reservation. It's expanded beyond just the tribe. And it is now basically open to anybody. Tell us about that. It is absolutely blowing my mind, Mike, that we have allowed this to happen in Florida. Uh, you know, we talked about in our previous segment, I grew up here in Florida, and, and I remember as a young kid, all the time they were trying to bring casinos into Orlando or casinos on the coast in Daytona. And, and every time my parents would go to the polls and of course vote against this. And, and even Disney was against this because of their family atmosphere in the parks, they didn't want to have gambling around, but now we've just opened the spigot to this online gambling in the state of Florida where anyone over the age of 18 can do it. And it, it's going to cause an immense amount of trouble here. Yeah. Uh, so just to put this in perspective, and I'm sure a lot of people have seen these ads 
They're on uh, all sorts of cable programs. They're on football programs. Uh, a lot of them will carry the name of something like Hard Rock Bet, which the Hard Rock Hotel is obviously uh, complicit and involved in this. But again, you couldn't. You don't have to go to a, a casino to place a bet now. You can do it from your living room for crying out loud. You can do it before you get out of bed in the morning. All you have to do is pick up the phone, tap a couple of screens, and boom, you can be selling your life away in no time flat. Mike, you're absolutely right. You touched on something that's that's the core of the problem. You know, when before online sports gambling became a part of, of the American culture, you had to go to Vegas or Atlantic City to do this. And, it, you know, if you've ever been, you know, I, I, I've been one time for a conference. Um, it, you know, I'm not a gambler myself, but there's that feeling of dirty and, and gritty. And you go into the casino and it smells like smoke and, and it's just this atmosphere. Well, now I can just do it from my phone in my house. I don't have to worry about this whole ugly atmosphere of oh, gambling. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, statistics-wise, I mean, Americans bet $106 billion on sports last year. That's absolutely astronomical. And even worse, 40% of people 18 to 44 gambled online last year compared to 21% um, you know, the year prior. So it's, it's growing in leaps and bounds. And I love my football. And, and they're putting the betting lines – on top of the football game and just begging me to do it. Yeah. And so uh, I saw my wife and I were watching a rerun. It's a several year old rerun about a, a couple sitting at a, at, at a bar and it was in a restaurant and they were sitting right there in real time betting on the game just between the two of them. And you think, well, what could go wrong with that? I mean, well, there's so many things that can go wrong, just like what is being told or not being told to those that are affected by abortion, those ladies that find themselves in an unexpected or unwanted pregnancy, and they go and they they get counsel from someone in a Planned Parenthood or an abortion clinic, and what they're told is not the truth. What they are told is sometimes the opposite of what they're going to experience. And so it is with this betting. It all they're they're painting this. It looks polished. It looks like fun. It looks like friends. Just having a good old time. You don't see the horror. You don't see the loss uh, of of a broken life that comes as a result of a gambling habit when someone is broken. Well, Mike, how many times have we all been shamed if you have a, an iPhone and you turn it on on Sunday morning and it gives you your weekly screen time report? Yeah, right, and you right. See, oh, how many hours have I spent on my phone daily this week? Oh, no, that's terrible. I need to do better than this. And uh, just imagine, of course, that the casino is on this phone. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, say you spend three hours a day or even four hours a day or, or whatever it might be on your screen time. Um, if you're addicted to gambling and that's on your phone, the casino never closes. It's mm-hmm. always right there for you. And, and, and now we're seeing all this uptick in, in younger people becoming addicted to gambling that would never have thought to fly to Vegas and do this. Yeah. You know, and now 
they can they can just do it from their phone. And here in Florida, we've we've let that happen too. And it's no accident that the Super Bowl this year is in Las Vegas. Yeah, you know, the partnership yeah, right. of sports and gambling go hand in hand. Yeah, they, these are tough times, and I think if people aren't aware of these dangers. And that's exactly what Timothy Plan is working so hard to elevate the level of danger that's in our culture. There's danger where we don't realize it. Uh, a lot of these uh, investment companies that you guys screen out, if you only looked at those companies on the basis of either their reputation, let's say commercially, or maybe their reputation expressed on TV commercials, they would all look like good old American as American as apple pie, right? I mean, you don't Absolutely. realize that they are backing and the proponent for things so horrendous as terrible as what human trafficking is. And and you have companies that are publicly traded like DraftKings yeah. that are going to be in many mutual fund and ETF portfolios. Wow. They're a very profitable company yeah. because they, as you can tell, I mean, their partnerships with ESPN and other networks, you know, they're the ones that are, that are advertising and that, that the sports networks themselves advertise and give away, you know, come, come to DraftKings. We'll give you a hundred dollar bonus if you bet for the first time, Yeah, you know? So yeah, these, these are the companies that are in your portfolio. It's not just, MGM and their casinos anymore. I saw that exact thing as an enticement for someone getting involved. And you know, they're not going to give you $100 if they don't know, if they don't believe, if they don't have any idea that you're going to spend 100 times that (laughs) again. So that's actually a good investment for them. Easily. A small payment up front to retain a customer for years. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they're doing. So this is something, friends, you've just got to wake up and realize, and I don't know what we can do from the standpoint of political uh, leverage in the future for maybe seeing some of these things changed or ended or at least curtailed, but there, there is something that we all can do, and that is be involved in what we are involved with, letting this judgment happen first in our own hearts. And that's something that the Timothy plan can help people do. Now, I know you get a lot of people who, before they ever invest the first dollar in one of the Timothy plan funds, they, they want to find out, they want to talk to somebody. And Art always talks about when you call the Timothy plan, you don't get a recording. You don't get some sort of a virtual operator. You talk to a real life human. So that's a pretty different thing right there that separates you from other people, right? It's a hallmark that Art established almost 30 years ago. We turned 30 this year. And and it has been something that will never change. You will get a person on the phone. Yeah. You will talk to someone, and you will get answers. And we, we want to be as transparent as possible. You go to timothyplan.com, and you see exactly where we stand. We have mm. a statement of faith on the website. And if we're not for you, that's absolutely fine. But for, for those that want to invest with their Christian values, we welcome you to, to check us out, to ask us questions, and to look at the companies in these portfolios and and and, and really do your, your homework before you come. That's awesome. And give us the website for the Timothy Plan. So it's timothyplan.com. 
www.thepowerofpositivelifestyle.com. And, of course, you can reach us by phone at 800-846-7526. Wow, that's exciting. The Timothy Plan, right based in Central Florida. That, I think, too, is probably a surprise to a lot of people. They don't realize just how many great things we have right in Central Florida. And you guys are definitely one of them. And we thank you for what you're doing. And tell my buddy Art I said hello. And I love that guy, and uh, boy, I'm, I'm so excited to have you today, Brian, on our program as well. Thank you for sharing this time with us. Thank you, Mike. It was a pleasure being here. Give us that website one more time. We've got just a few more seconds. Sure. It's timothyplan.com. All right. Brian Mumbert from The Timothy Plan. I'll be back in a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. Join host Mike Gilland for The Shepherd at Work. Every Saturday morning at 10.05 a.m., you will be introduced to a marketplace leader that will help you learn to walk out your faith wherever you live and work. The Shepherd at Work is sponsored by the Central Florida Christian Chamber, building kingdom, business, and community throughout our area. That's The Shepherd at Work, this Saturday morning at 10.05 a.m. Back again now for segment three, and with me, my good friend, Crystal Parker. Crystal is the president of the U.S. Christian Chamber, and by that, uh, we also have to add in that she was for three years the president of the Central Florida Chamber, and so that's where I got to know Crystal at those meetings. You've been a guest on my program so many times, and I think back over these times, one thing that I've always appreciated about you, you are a person of passion. You love not only the Lord, but you love how the Lord allows you, and really, this is your message, how he allows all of us to represent him in the marketplace. And that's something that I, I know Mark Goldstein saw in you in the very beginning and made him walk away from his first meeting with you. I've met somebody <laughs> to take my place. That's what he would say about that. So it is great to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm I'm honored to be back. It's great. It's been a while since we've launched the U.S. officially. Yeah. And that, that uh, U.S. chamber now is really, it's catching on. There are a lot of, when you began, I know that you had a dream and you had a couple of interested people <laughs> from Tampa, Jacksonville, uh, like that. But it was always part of the vision of the Central Florida Chamber to have a national presence. They actually even did... Uh, a DBA as the Central Florida Christian Chamber, if I remember correctly. and But yet it was always in the vision. But what you did when you left the chamber, you and you didn't just leave and then have this, you left with the intention and the vision to launch this bigger piece of the pie. And there in so doing, drawing all of these, I mean, you've got, you talk about a palette. You've got a <laughs> wide palette to work on. Yeah, it's been, I mean, our nation is so in need of a U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce. And it really became apparent to me within just months of the, being the president of Central Florida Christian Chamber. Right then, COVID was happening. I got the first call from Las Vegas Christian Chamber of Commerce. They were saying, hey, can you help us? And I thought to myself, well, who's supposed to help them? <laughs> I just was trying to figure it out myself because I'd never ran a Chamber of Commerce. Um and then two weeks later, God allowed somebody from Alaska to call and say, 
can you help us start a Christian chamber? At that point, I could hear what the Lord was saying. He was preparing, he was planting seeds that the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce was being called forth in our nation. Now, Kevin, as a board member for many years, Kevin McCarthy Mm -hmm. and, and Mark Goldstein, they knew that there was something that was supposed to happen with the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce because of them and their stewardship. They stewarded, they held the URL, and they continue to keep that entity active. Even though they were doing business as Central Florida, because it made sense in Central Florida to be the Central Florida Christian Chamber of Commerce, mm-hmm. they held it and just kept it underground, not knowing what God was doing or when God was going to call it forth or how God was going to call it forth or what it would even look like. And I can't tell you when I came in that I said, oh, I've got this big grand master plan. It was just this progressive revelation from those calls from Las Vegas, from Alaska, to actually helping launch the West Ohio Christian Chamber of Commerce in Lima, Ohio, in seven counties, helping launch Northeast Florida Christian Chamber in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. And what was so neat was we had a call uh, with all of the Christian chambers in the Christian Chamber Coalition, just like Central Florida International Christian Chamber and some others, Tampa. And I asked the question, what was your highlight for 2023 for these Christian chambers? And somebody that works full-time for the West Ohio Christian Chamber of Commerce, she shared that coming to West Ohio Christian Chamber from her other job has truly, and she got emotional, changed her life. Wow. That all because of a yes and amen and allowing God to do the rest. One life changed. Yeah. You know, all of these things that you've just mentioned, even going back to Kevin McCarthy and Mark Goldstein's vision that they held it, uh, all of those things are like little pieces of, of of the cog of the machinery that it took for all of this to come. Because like you said, when you went into this role as the new leader of the chamber, you, it wasn't like you came in with a duplistic, uh, you know, dual vision. It's not like you saw all of what's happening right now from the beginning, but all of these things, the, the vision that Kevin had and Mark had, uh, the, the calls from Alaska, the calls from these other cities, they all were equal parts And it doesn't take long if a person's listening or watching to see the hand of God and what he's actually doing. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because that's one of the things I think people get so busy and try to explain God out of the puzzle that they just miss it. They miss the move. And I remember when I really sensed that the Lord was calling me out of central Florida and it had just been three years. So the learning curve is huge. I didn't feel like I was even ready to go. Oh, in some ways it was like you hit your stride last year. I guess. Yeah, with the expo. (laughs) With the expo. And that's really when things, I think we had people from 25 different states coming into Orlando at that time. And we had one person from Uganda come in. And now this year we're expecting multiple states, multiple countries actually um, to be a part of this. But I remember that the Lord was calling me out of central Florida and I sensed it in my, my prayer time in my spirit, but I was like, no, it's not time to go yet, you know? And it was at that point when the Lord in my prayer time said to me, if you do not release it, I will not be with you. Wow. And it was like a flood back to my corporate career when I was trying to do life and business 
in my head and not with my with my with my Lord and Savior mm-hmm. with the Spirit. And so I've said to the Lord, okay, whatever it is, I do not want to go back there. I do not want you to leave me. I can't be here. This what you're talking about about people coming in and the favor of this is the favor of God. This is the favor of God. This is walking in the anointing and favor of God. Remove all of this. And I am just a small town pig farmer from Moscow, Kansas that has no anointing. And without that anointing, this is not possible at all. So I said, okay, God, you want to call this forth? Let's do it. But you're going to have to bring somebody to run Central Florida Christian Chamber. And it was just like God was waiting for my yes. Because he had already prepared Briston and Latondra Heaven, and that's such a long, beautiful story. But the, the and she was working with you directly. She, she was. She yeah. came to me when my when I first started in the very beginning, mm-hmm. and she said, "Crystal," she said, "I don't know why, but I feel like I want to serve you, and I just want to volunteer for you. Whatever you need me to do, wherever you need me, plug me in." And so I plugged her into the women's group first as a volunteer. And then over that period of time, she started to work with me um, administratively. We rolled out some new technology. So she was there from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then of course, Briston uh, coming forth and saying, in my prayer time, God told me I'm to be the president of the Christian <laughs> chamber. Imagine somebody coming to you and saying to you with a bewildered look in their yeah. face and saying, in my prayer time, God told me I'm supposed to take your job, Mike. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. And, and yet that happens. That that happens. God, and, and it obviously happened with him. Mm-hmm. He was a banker and a successful yes, one at that very successful. Yeah. You know, so this is also encouraging. And I just got to believe when people meet you for the first time and they get to hear your zeal for God, they must think you are speaking. They must look at you like you're speaking a different language. Do you get that a lot? Well, what is happening is because the Lord is going before me is the people that are connecting with me are people that have the same vision. Mm. And it's amazing. These are people that are ready for a parallel economy, a freedom economy. They're ready for something different, an alternative to what's in this world. So yes, so you when you when I talk with people that are not led by the Holy Spirit, that are led by the earthly eyes, they're looking at a multiple six figure earning corporate woman from oil and gas mm-hmm. that has deferred it all to go in for this kingdom initiative. To and call, to them that's crazy. Right, well, it, it, yes. And if I like think about it, probably when I read back in a book about it, I'm going to say, wow, that really does seem crazy. But to me, it is, I'm just walking with what God's called me to do. Now, is it hard? Yes. Is it the highest of highs and the lowest of lows and the hardest some days? Absolutely. Because God just can't give it all to you. Like, I mean, he can, he would, he can, Mm -hmm. he can give it all to you. But if he did that, then I feel like there would be so much that was missed along the way. This is just as much in part, God, the Lord allowing me to build into the leader that he's calling forth through me. And if any, it's like parenting, if you give your child everything that they ever want from the day that they're born with a silver spoon in their mouth mm-hmm. versus allowing them to work for it, having rules, having some discipline and some structure for them, you're going to raise two totally different children. Mm-hmm. One that's probably going to contribute to society very well and one that probably will not contribute well to society. That's right. That's right. And so I think that this is part of that 
sifting phase right mm-hmm. here. And and part of what God's calling forth with U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce, plus there's a lot of spiritual warfare trying to hold back this movement of God. And so there's that tough stuff mm-hmm. as well. Well, the enemy can be happy with what's going on <laughs> because, you know, it's one thing that, that he fights people in the church, but now he's got people in the business world like yourself that's out there teaching people that you can actually be a marketplace minister, that you can actually take your faith and live it out and live it successfully and live it prospering in the business world while your faith is not compromised. And not being afraid to be canceled or to be, you know, shunned or put in prison for it. And more and more our nation, which is founded on God in in God, we trust the foundation and it's just being stripped away from our nation. And so, yes, to teach people that you can be your whole self and you can declare Jesus as Lord and savior, your CEO of your company. And you don't have to experience those repercussions that, could come as a result of that. And if you do, here's the community, here's the people, here's who we can plug you into. Mm -hmm. The folks out in West Ohio were telling me about a person that does weddings on their farm and they were doing weddings. And unfortunately, a, a couple that is a gay couple wanted them to perform the ceremony for them and they didn't do it. And unfortunately for this, uh, business, they've had to close yeah, yeah. because they the just pressure. were yeah. were torn apart. And so and that should not be the case because that just throws out their own convictions in their own heart, the way that they want to run their business. And the government is basically saying, yeah, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. That other person's feelings are more important and more valuable than yours. Than your conviction, yeah. than your Bible, than your life yeah. and the, in our nation. And, and we aren't okay with that. And so we want to provide resources and be able to strengthen Christian businesses. I was just on a, a, a Twitter space and I was asked as a social, uh, so, social con, what's the word? Social conservative. Uh-huh. Um, can you work with others? Okay. Yeah, as yeah. a social conservative, <laughs> uh, that was quite a question. Yeah, but is. I said this, I said, I can work with anybody. We want to find common ground stay true to our convictions. And that's really important that we aren't a hate speech. We're not hateful people. However, we are firm to our convictions. And if there's somebody that provides a service good that I can buy that has my values, kingdom values and a kingdom mindset, I'm putting my money in their business so that we can accelerate the kingdom impact in our nation. Wow. Well, I love your convictions. I love your heart. I love the vision that God's given you for this. The expo's coming up. Give us the dates and how people can find out about that. Yes, please plug in with us, uh, uschristianchamber.com. It's the Christian Business Expo and Global Conference. We're going to have Christian Business Expo all over, like businesses you can actually visit. The Shepherd is one of them. Yeah. And are you going to be podcasting this year again? I will be out there recording interviews. You betcha. Awesome. That was so neat. Oh, I'm going to be there. Looking forward to it as well. Crystal, it's always great to have you on my show. Thank you for being here. So happy to be here. Thank you, Mike. All right. And friends, we'll see you next time right here on The Shepherd.